Hello and welcome to Infinite You's blog post podcast for the week of June the 4th. Before I get into the nitty gritty of today's blog post, I wanted to share with you exactly how I came up with the idea to write about it, or perhaps I should say how the idea was presented to me. Tuesdays are blog writing day. It's my day off from the restaurant where I can spend some time in my office to do energy healing, meditation, and work on my blog. Today, however, was a little bit different. My son had won his track and field events within his school a couple weeks ago and was headed to the regional meet today where he would be competing against kids from all the other schools in the area. I was super excited that this meet happened to fall on Tuesday and I would actually be able to go and watch his races and cheer him on. His events were scattered at all different times throughout the day, and as much as I love watching him in action, I also know I have a to-do list a mile long that I need to get to, including writing said blog. As the day unfolds, I'm able to sneak out between this first and second race and get my groceries done, which was a daunting task that had been weighing on me since Sunday night. Okay, done. Back to the park. Things are moving fairly quickly, and with the weather not being so great, they chose to not break for lunch and just keep everything moving along. On one hand, that's great news. Let's get going. On the other hand, my intentions to sit in a Starbucks during their break and get a head start on my writing was likely not going to happen. No big deal, I thought. I still don't know what I'm going to write about anyways. I threw it out to the universe this morning on my way to the meet. What is it that needs to be discussed this week, universe? I also threw it out to Archangel Raphael. He's the Archangel of Creativity. Raphael, help me figure out what I should write about this week, please. Side note, do you see how I used two of the four magic tricks I shared with you over the last four weeks? I wasn't kidding when I said I used them daily, legit, every single day to help me create magic in my life. So I asked the question and threw it out to the universe, and I also asked my angels for guidance. And then I carried on about my day, knowing that inspiration would appear at some point. In the meantime, track. Things had been moving along so nicely, but it seemed as if the final races approached, the longer it took to get them started. Jeez, I thought, hurry up already. Let's get this show on the road. My son's final event was scheduled as one of the last events of the day. I started to get irritated as things began to drag out and quickly reminded myself that, hey, you were so excited that this fell on a Tuesday so you could watch, and now you're trying to hurry it up. I am so grateful for the times when I'm able to pull my head out of my own ass. Relax, Jen, I thought. Enjoy the day. There's lots of time to do errands still, even if things do run late. The afternoon carries on, and before I know it, the final race is done, and it's time to head out. Upon arriving home, I head up into my office with my laptop in tow, ready to tackle this week's blog. I still got nothing. Staring at a blank page on my computer screen with no idea where to even start, I throw on my headphones and begin a little meditation in hopes to receive something, anything worth sharing. After about four minutes, I get impatient and decided, screw it, I'm just going to go finish my errands and maybe something will pop up. As I get in my car and head towards the highway, traffic comes to a dead stop. Construction. Great. Time is of the essence now, as I still have a list of errands and not a freaking clue as to what I would want to write about. I'm annoyed, but I begin reciting magic truth number two that I shared, Ho'oponopono. Rather than getting even more pissed off as I sit there in traffic, I just start reciting those four magic phrases, and voila, traffic starts moving. (sighs) 
let's try this again, I think to myself. And wouldn't you know it, I get behind the slowest transport truck in the history of the world putting away in front of me. You've got to be freaking kidding me. Not only does this truck feel like it's going at a snail's pace, but beside it, in the passing lane, there's another truck driving right alongside it at the same right, so I can't even pass. I take a breath and think to myself, what is going on? And then it hits me. Patience. It's been right in front of me all day. I just haven't allowed myself to see it. The track meet, the construction, the slow trucks, the universe is reminding me the importance of patience. It was a light bulb moment, and I kid you not, as soon as I realized this, one of the trucks changed speeds, was able to move over, and I was able to pass them both without risking a ticket. I smile to myself, say thank you to the universe, and I carry on about my way. That's the thing about magic, you guys. The universe is always trying to get our attention. It's always responding to us. We just don't often allow ourselves to take the time and see it. We are far too often more worried about our agenda than we are about receiving anything else that we haven't already considered. In case you haven't yet realized it, this week's topic is certainly not one of my strengths. Each week, I try to write to you about real-life experiences and perspectives that I have either experienced, overcome, endured, or in this case, still learning. Patience is a virtue, or so the saying goes. But when it comes to me and my life, patience is something I struggle with constantly, but am slowly getting better with. I have never been an overly patient person when I decide I want something, I want it now. And there's very little reasoning with me. This is not necessarily a bad quality. It drives me and motivates me to take action. But it's also learning to roll with the punches and not getting so fixated on one particular outcome. I have begun to realize just how crucial it is to remind myself in times of impatience that the universe is always working on my behalf and rushing it doesn't make things happen any quicker. I have many examples of where the universe has pulled through in times that I felt like I was ready to give up, and I won't bore you with all of them, but there is one in particular that I would like to share with you guys today just to sort of reaffirm how the universe works, especially for those who, much like myself, struggle with patience. May of 2018, my hubs and I snuck away for a much-needed love birdie weekend. One of our favorite places to visit is Niagara-on-the-Lake, and my hubby decided to surprise me by renting an Airbnb right on the water for us. It was glorious, although it was typical May weather in Canada that didn't stop us from sitting outside and enjoying the view, even if it did mean bundled up in hoodies and blankies. As we cracked our third cocktail of the afternoon, our conversation started to get deep, as it typically does when we finally get some one-on-one -on -one time together. We started talking about life, goals, where we are right now, where we want to be in 10 years, and then how to fast track that plan. As we continue talking, exploring, considering one radical idea after another, we come to the conclusion of, let's sell the house. We had bought our house five years prior and pretty much stole it. We got such a good deal on it which is another magical story all on its own, but in a nutshell, it fell into our laps only three months into my spiritual journey of clearing, releasing, and letting go. We knew that the house was too big for us and the market was hot, so we decided on a ridiculous number and if we could sell the house for that number we agreed on, we would move. 
The house went on the market less than 10 days after coming to this semi-intoxicated conclusion. Habits doesn't waste any time. We had showing after showing on our house, all while touring house upon house on our own. It was exhausting. Within two months, we received an offer. It was within our agreed price, and the only condition was the buyer selling their home. Shit got real and fast. We knew moving would be on the horizon, and so it was time to get serious with our own house search. I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that we went through at least 40 houses, some which we fell in love with and some which we were not even considering as an option. Of those 40 houses we looked at, six of them we put offers in on. Six. And with all six of them, we either couldn't negotiate a price we were both happy with or we got outbid by another buyer. Frustrated was an understatement. I was sick at looking at homes and sick of being disappointed. I still knew at this time that the universe had my back and that we didn't get those houses because there was something better for us. But at the time, while we were in the thick of it all, it was really hard to believe. I remember sitting in my basement texting with my husband after he had sent me yet another potential listing to look at. This was it, I thought. This is the house. Let's go tomorrow, I texted back. He texted back after about 10 minutes and said, just talk to their realtor. There was already an offer on it, pending conditions, but they just waived tonight. The house is sold, babe. I started to cry. I wanted so bad to believe that there was something better for us. And this house was so amazing. I couldn't help but think it couldn't really get any better. I was really struggling with holding out hope. After a lot of contemplation and weighing our options, Habs and I decided that maybe we would just rent for a little while. I mean, the market being high was a definite plus in the sale of our house, but turning around and buying high didn't make sense anymore. We couldn't find what we wanted in our price range, and I didn't want to settle because we were in a rush. I was hesitant at first. I had always prided myself in owning a home since the first little semi I bought in 2008. In my heart, I knew it was the right move for us. I didn't know why at the time, but it just felt right. My head, on the other hand, kept trying to convince me otherwise. We had found a house shortly after coming to that decision, and although I wouldn't say I fell in love with it, I did love what it had to offer. It was aesthetically pleasing and offered everything I was looking for, including the neighborhood I preferred. The price was right, and it checked all our boxes. We signed the lease and began making our temporary house a home. Great story, right? Yay, she found a place to live that's not really hers. Wow, big deal. This is where it gets good, though. We had settled nicely into our lovely rental for about three months, and although I was super happy with where we were, I knew I was going to miss our backyard oasis that we gave up when selling our last house. My husband, whose brain is always working, says to me, what do you think about maybe buying a cottage? Uh, what? I mean, I love the idea, but that wasn't really part of our plan at this point. I know, he said, but what if it's part of the new plan? We spent the rest of the night reevaluating our future plan to begin looking at potential cottages for sale in the area we like to frequent. By the next day, we had set it up to go through five of them the next week. One in five of these cottages seemed to have potential. I mean, I didn't see it. I thought it was a bit of a shit shack. But to be honest, my husband is super handy and able to see beyond the surface when it comes to real estate. We agreed on a value and decided to put it on an offer because I trust him and his vision. And I'm also really excited about the idea of a summer getaway. As luck would have it, 
Our real estate frustration continued. The seller was not willing to budge and my husband just saw too much risk to up our offer. It was time to move on. Well, I said, here we go again. On the plus side though, look how great it worked out for us the last time. I'm excited to see what the universe has in store for us. Two days later, hubby sends me a link. It's a house on the lake for a ridiculously low price. I text him back saying, what's wrong with it? He responds with, I don't know, but I think we should check it out. Guys, I'm not even exaggerating in the least. When I tell you, as soon as we pulled in the driveway, it was like we were home. It was everything I had ever had on my bucket list coming to fruition far early than I had ever expected. We walked through this house on the inside, and I tell you, it did not disappoint. We spent over an hour there, walking through it again and again, checking out every last and final detail. Well, Hubby checked over every last and final detail. I was so mesmerized by the lake view that I didn't really care about the plumbing or the hydro panel. We get the scoop from the realtor. Owners built it 10 years ago, but the man is getting older, struggling health-wise, and needs to move closer to his family. They tried selling last year but didn't have any luck, so they put it back on the market a month prior to us looking at it. And so far, it had gotten a lot of interest, but no offers as of yet. On the drive home, I tell my husband that this is for us. We have to put in an offer tonight. Thankfully, he agrees. We work with the agent to put in a formal offer, but it's late at this point, so she's waiting till the next day to present. As luck would have it, she messages us the next morning saying she just got word that there's two other offers coming in. Of course there are, I tell myself. If anyone ever wants their house sold, I tell you, just let me and hubby know. All we have to do is express interest and offers seem to follow. I'm not going to get into all the dirty deeds because I feel like I've already dragged on this story long enough. But the long and short of it is, we got the house, the dream house on the lake with what we found out to be the lowest of all the other offers. But that's the one that allowed them to move the fastest. We were renting, remember? We didn't have conditions on selling our house when we put in our offer. We had already done that. We didn't have conditions on financing. We had already knew what we had to work with from our last six offers we put out there. It was ours for under asking price with a four week closing. Guys, I know this was a super long-winded and probably unnecessarily detailed story, but do you see what I'm getting at? This had been a year in the making. It was almost exactly one year to date that we decided to sell our home in the first place to when we closed on our lake house. One year of ups and downs and tears and what I believe to be total and utter disappointment in some cases, all in hindsight showed to be a blessing. Had any of our previous six offers been accepted, our lake house wouldn't have even been a possibility. Had I chosen to ignore my heart and do what my head told me was the smart thing and not rent, our lake house wouldn't have become our lake house. Had any single thing that happened that let me down at the time not panned out the way it did, I would not have been able to turn my imagined happy place into a real-life happy place that I get to call my own. Patience. This is patience, sister. Well, maybe not the best example of me practicing patience, but it's a brilliant reminder of why patience is so necessary to remember in the times where we feel like disappointment has become our norm. We must have patience. 
the universe is always working on our behalf and it arranges and rearranges based on whatever it is that we desire. But if we don't have patience, if we don't give up before, if we do give up before the universe has a chance to even work as magic, if we decide that it's just not possible for us, then we never see the power we have in making our dreams come true. Remember this story the next time you're faced with disappointment or despair. Trust, believe, and have patience that your dreams are coming true. Sometimes the universe has a lot more juggling to, to do to make it happen. Be patient, my friends. Dreams do come true. Just keep going.